Welcome to Nerd Talk, the podcast that talks about everything nerdy. I'm your host, Jordan Halstead, and each week, me and my friends will be discussing some of our favorite topics. We're talking superheroes, Star Wars, Pokemon, Harry Potter, and that's just to name a few. You don't want to miss out on this because this is Nerd Talk. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Nerd Talk. This week we are talking about Iron Man 2, part of Phase 1. This is the third installment. I've got Micah and Will. Guys, thank you so much for coming back. I appreciate it. Of course, I mean, as a representative of Hammer Tech here, I figured I just wanted to make sure Justin Hammer got his due justice in this episode. So <laughs> I just had to, I'm, I'm sorry, Hammer Industries. But yeah, absolutely. I'm glad to be here again. Oh my goodness, that was great. <laughs> this is going to be a good episode. I'm excited oh, yeah. for this one. So so let's go ahead and start with, how did we feel about the film um, as a whole? Does it still stand up in 2021? Can we take it, this, take it first? I think, I think I'm going to go first, because you right. always go first, Will. Oh uh, yeah, I, I'm, out. Sure. I'm so fast. I'm like, on your left, I'm just running past all yes. you guys. It's all good. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Uh, coming soon. Um no, I watched this movie again the other day, and um, it's kind of fun to watch some of these Phase 1 movies after not seeing them for a long time. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was actually a really good film. It was good to see um, Happy, and it was good to see you know Robert Downey Jr. look so young and youthful. Um, and I don't know if it was because we did uh, the last episode on the incredible hulk but after watching the hulk it was it was very uplifting so but yeah i thought <laughs> you know iron man 2 was yeah he's laughing because he knows it's true um hey that movie has ty burrell and a really nice homage to the incredible hulk uh theme so i i i, I honestly wish i i stepped up but i i want other people who wanted to see the hulk I, I i am a defender of it but i know it's not the greatest i see what but, you did oh, there i'm it. a I mean, defender going back yeah. and watching it i thought it was good i mean it was yeah. just after, but it's so like, I would say dark, like not in a bad way, but just dark as a movie is the way they've shot it. And then like, you know, um, it's very quiet and you just have to pay attention if that makes sense. And yeah. I'm, I'm referring to the Incredible Hulk, but as far as Iron Man 2, which is what we're talking about, I really enjoyed watching that the other night and it had been a long time since I've seen it. So I go back and watch phase one, Jordan and I've talked about this a lot, but like, go-to is Iron Man, or my go-to is the Avengers. It's not Iron Man 2. I don't really pull that off the bookshelf and watch it if I want to, but it was good to see it, and I thought that it was I think it holds up, you know, a decade later. I think Will. Alright. Uh, well, what, well uh, I was bragging today uh, listeners that I actually did my homework. Uh, I wasn't feeling that great today before working out, so I figured I'd just I'd pop it in just so I could, I'd refresh my mind, and I know this one, when the movies were initially coming out from like Iron Man 2 Avengers, this one was the one that was pooped on the most uh, because the writer strike had just happened. I think John Favreau cause like, uh, was like told to get in line to do some things he didn't want to do in the movie because there was a few plot lines that were left on the cutting room floor. In fact, uh, there's a... Well, I'll talk about it later, maybe, but uh, there's a movie, Chef, directed by John Favreau, that's kind of almost like a parallel to uh, what he had to go through uh, while making this movie. 
but I mean, this introduces, I, I mean, if anything, this is kind of like Avengers 0.5, like, oh, hey, like, this is what we're leading up to. Like, here's War Machine over here, Black Widow, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s going to be more instrumental, all, all that stuff. So I like that stuff. Uh, the Making a new element to save himself, to revive, to make sure he's not getting poisoned, kind of led into the demon in a bottle a little bit. But then also, he doesn't really go into how he, besides the looking at the Stark Expo, uh, kind of doesn't really... He's not really explaining how he discovered this element or how he's making it. Not that we, not that all three of us are going to know how to do that. But I'm just like, okay, like whatever. You're you're Tony Stark. Do do your thing. Destroy your mansion for this. And I'd also say like maybe I'm just being kinder to it now with like my older eyes, my wise eyes, instead of being like 19, going like, oh, that was a waste or whatever. But uh, I think it sets up a lot of stuff that was about to ready to come. Like obviously the post credit scene with the Thor's hammer, and then also the Stark Expo. I mean that trades fair that captain america and bucky go to is also kind of like a proto stark expo it just sets up a lot of solid stuff it was more like a more setup one i mean no one's really going to this one but it it's actually a lot better than a lot of people give a credit for and i mean like i said earlier justin hammer man like and hey he's still alive i know phase one and phase two kind of um kills off some villains but hammer's still around i'm just saying that is very very true um you know one so, of the so i don't know Go ahead. You guys, Jordan, I'm sorry. No, you're good. I don't know if you all re- uh, realize this, but I was watching it the other day, and in that first um, scene when he has to testify before Congress, um, do you guys catch it when Justin Hammer said, Tony Stark has created a sword with unlimited possibilities, and yet he insists it's a shield? And I was like, I popped for that because I was like, ah, they mentioned sword. They mentioned shield. And like whether it was intentional or not, I took it as, oh, little easter egg there did you guys catch that at all uh from a comic book standpoint i i barely knew of sword so i didn't really think about it but when they said shield i was like yeah that's definitely a shield reference um because this made me think of like wandavision when you know they introduced short uh yeah sword um and it was like wow again they're tying this all together it was intentional and i think all of us nerds like if we if we hear the word like hammer because uh the shield organization became hammer there for a little bit run by norman osborne and him i think we're all gonna be like oh wait wait is that a reference to sword is that shield or whatever acronyms that are in their universe or aim like just stuff like that uh i don't know if it was intentional that early on but very well iron man even in the iron man one episode that we did a couple of weeks ago Mm-hmm. talked about how the guys the the group of terrorists were called the ten rings and what's shang chi called the legend of the ten rings and it's kind of like it just comes full circle i thought it was cool yeah i think that what's really really cool is that not only is this movie one of those that like it starts to make uh like lay some foundation but it starts um what is known as nick fury's big week um because the it's whole the comic is, event yeah and so uh, the the Hulk is supposed to take place somewhere between Iron Man 1 and 2. Iron Man 1 and 2 was what it's supposed to, like, canonically be, like, a year and a half, two years, like, some, something like that. Um, I think in the movie he said two years without a vacation uh, yeah. when they went to Monaco uh, yeah. for that race. So I, I think that that's kind of where it's going is that, hey, like, right there and then as you said it helps build a bigger picture because then thor happens like right there and then you go in and cap is found um and everything just kind of happens really really quick and really fast um and everything just starts to fall into place and i'm I'm really really excited uh by this because i remember when iron man 2 came out i loved it um 
I was okay. That was I was a freshman when it came out. Um, I didn't have the the I guess the taste, as most people would say, um, at that point in time uh, for for movies. But I was like, you know, I really liked it. I liked uh, Mickey Rourke showing up to play Whiplash. I liked that. I liked um, Don Cheadle. I, I was kind of upset that they replaced Terrence Howard at that uh, moment in time. But we'll we'll get to that in a little bit. But I just love how it started to really set the ground. Um, for where they were going, and I, I was just really excited because I was like, man, they're going to push out a ton of Iron Man movies. This is going to be awesome, um, which to my dismay was they didn't. Um, they did three plus all of his appearances everywhere else, but I was like, man, I would have loved more Iron Man movies. Um, so speaking of Whiplash, though, did you guys like him as a villain? Did you like uh, the portrayal? Did you... Cause, some some uh, iterations is like he's got like that flying surfboard kind of thing, and he, he goes around, and he and some of it is not like like Iron Man tech. Um, so with the with the route that they went with Mickey Rourke, and I know that uh, the writer strike played really heavy into this, and and some of the the problems of that time um, outside of the movie were influencing the writing and the and the direction of the movie. But did you guys like Whiplash as a villain? Um, and would you have liked to have seen him keep in the MCU for a future reference, or are you glad that he's gone? Uh, I'll take it. I'll take this one since I always go first. <laughs> I'm kidding, kidding. But um, I don't know. One down. I could take or leave uh, Ivan Vanko. Um, thinking about it today, uh, since we just came off of Black Widow not that long ago, it would have been nice because like. Black Widow has some history with the Winter Soldier, just like knowing like about. I mean, yeah, she works for Shield. She's gonna know his rap sheet, but like she was in Russia. Like she wouldn't know like Ivan as like some like grand like hero or villain in their universe. Uh, I mean, they were still early on, so I, I I'll, I'll I'll give it a pass. Like I don't care if they or if they do if they did cross paths. It's it's not like it's not gonna make or break it for me. But it, it just kind of seemed kind of like. An evil robot, uh, Jeff Bridges again, but uh, more like a shadow version of Tony. Like, oh hey, I can make the tech and slash, but I'm gonna keep making it for weapons and money, and I, I want to show, like, like you said in the movie, like I'm gonna uh, show in public, like I can make God bleed or whatever, uh, something to that effect, uh, because everybody thinks at that point other, other heroes aren't showing up. Like Tony, for all intents and purposes created piece he's gonna he's gonna show like oh hey no he didn't like me and my father had the arc reactor and tony stark and all of his family are thieves it, it, a, big, a big theme of the movie's legacy too uh i'm just i'm really on the ball today after watching it and getting all cleaned up for this but uh uh yeah uh i, I could take or leave him uh if i'm being honest i i, I don't need him for any future stuff but he was, he was a solid villain what are your thoughts micah I kind of want to agree with Will. I think that, you know, it was so early on in phase one, and we talk about um, villains and how good they are, and I think as early on as it was in the MCU, like we talked in a, an episode a couple of weeks ago, how we didn't know how far this was going to go. And... Um, Something that really like it didn't aggravate me, and I'm like I'm not like I'm not upset about it or anything like that. But like the the scene we're on the racetrack and Happy's just running into him repeatedly, like he's <laughs> yeah. still alive after that. I'm like how like he's not like he's not immortal, right? He's not like a 
He's not a god. He's not Thor. He's not Captain Marvel. He's not the Eternals. And he's not like he's a super a soldier either. Like he's, he's not human. at the yeah. He's not at the peak I of. He ran him over with the car six times, and he's still alive. And they're like carrying him off the racetrack, and his legs like hanging off of him. How is he still alive? Like, I just that. I mean, I don't know if they were trying to use that as proof to make him a big bad villain. Like, I don't know. It was okay. I mean, I, like what Will said. I don't think that I would want to see him again in any future films, Marvel related or. Iron Man specifically. Um, yeah, but I thought it was okay for it being, what, the third movie in the franchise of Marvel. And, you know, I I don't know. Like, we've talked about this a little bit, Jordan, but, like, out of the three Iron Man movies, who was the best villain? Like, or just the Iron Man movies. But, like, I think Iron Man as a superhero did a better job of fighting, like, Thanos, for example you know, on Titan and Infinity War, or um, when he was in Civil War and he was fighting, you know, Captain America. Like, there was just, like, these moments where he looked like more of a superhero, but in his own movies, his solo films, like, it didn't seem like the villains were super, like, scary or super intimidating or, you know, I don't know. What do you think? I think that it was... Do you agree with that? Would yeah. you agree with some of that? I agree to an extent. I think one of the biggest problems that I have when it comes to to the original villains, I mean, for the first however many movies we had, was they kept killing the villains. And I hate that. That drives me insane when they go and they just kill the villains. But it comes back to our conversation that we've been having over now. This is our third episode in this of what was the plan? Was this a we're only going to kind of form the Avengers and then like maybe just only do Avengers movies or are we going to bring them in and then go back out, do their separate stories, bring them in, go back out, do separate stories, do a big event when they bring like what was the plan? And then it switched hands and it went from uh, Paramount Universal and all that to Disney and and the the plans probably started to change and and, and there was just a lot of difference with it. But I like I think that Whiplash would have been better handled had he not been Iron Man specific if that makes sense like I feel like he tried to like mock Iron Man by creating the the arc reactor and I understand like some story driven purpose behind it but I think it'd be really cool if like he would have came in and like steel plates um and like kind of like a like a like a armor suit kind of thing like well yes that kind of resembles Iron Man but like just something that's plating so that way he doesn't come in like in an orange suit uh, onto the racetrack, and then, like you said, like, how is he still alive? Um, because it, had he come in with some type of plating, it would have made him look a little bit more like, hey, I was prepared it was, to get uh, hit. human growth hormone he's been taking. <laughs> yeah, listen, they grow them big in Russia. Um, uh, but, but with all that, I think that Mickey Rourke did a very, very good job with Whiplash, and I think that it'd be, I think it would have been really cool had they kept all of their villains and, like, made the raft, like, a little bit more scary and intimidating than what they did with uh, with Civil War. Like, it looks cool, but you haven't really touched on it. And I think it'd be sweet if they would have put all the villains in there and, like, in one, like, w- like an Avengers movie or something like that, like, one of the heroes has to go through and, like, they're walking through and you just see, like, all these villains. And then maybe there's a raft breakout in a movie and you just see them. And you may never see them again, but you see them all break out um, from... from whatever whether it's the raft or if it's number 42 or literally whatever 
um, type of prison you want to go with. And I just I think that would have yeah. been really really cool. It would be cool to have the Masters of Evil show up, even though the the most like in, insane team like. But yeah, uh, it would be neat. I think, and that's... we we could potentially still get that coming forward with Phase Four, but they might have a different name. Yeah, and I just I think that if you would have kept those villains just for the purpose of hey we're going to use you for a breakout scene later on um but again where was the vision what was the plan um see what i did there where was the vision yeah where's the vision he, 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 was, he was in his he, he was his ai at he that was point. just ai at that point um yeah but yeah so that's that's my thought i think that you know he was i don't think he was a wasted character i just think that they wasted him uh by killing him um, I think I think that he could have used a, a better purpose later on. Um, but yeah, his Iron Man solo villains, not a fan. All right, so here's my next question for you boys: Did you like the new armor? Um, because every Iron Man movie they always bring in new armor or uh, multiple armors. Um, and what were your thoughts on the briefcase armor? Try to think back to the first time you saw this movie. Um. What was your uh, thought when you saw him, like, with the briefcase and just, like, full-on, like, and just, like, Iron Man up? I thought it was great. Um, I, have a qu- I have an answer to your question, but I want to ask a question. Absolutely. If we could do that, because we haven't done that yet, I don't think. Or if we have, we've just done it unintentionally. And I just thought about this. Um, you you kind of touched on this. I don't know if it was in The Incredible Hulk, but... Um, Tyler's character or in the original Iron Man uh, podcast we did a couple of weeks ago. But I really enjoyed the suit. I thought it was cool. One of my favorite scenes in that movie is on the racetrack when Happy and Pepper are in the car and they're just screaming at the top of their lungs and all Tony wants is the briefcase. Like, he just give me the briefcase. Give me the briefcase so that I can be Iron Man so that I can fix this. I love that he claps his hands at her. He's like, come on! And just like claps his hands at her. I, I just thought that that was... I thought that that was cool. That was very Tony Stark-esque. Right? Um, but like they just sat there and argued and he was just, give me the briefcase. My question for you guys is, I thought Pepper, we talked about Pepper and like the greatest of the, the female, you know, roles that are, you know, of interest of the, of the, the love interest. Yeah. Yes. I thought that she was thoroughly annoying in this movie. She got on my nerves. Watching, I watched the movie all the way through the other night, and like that scene where she's just screaming, and then she's like, "I just can't handle this. I just can't handle this." I'm like, "But you're still by his side. You're still his." And like it just, and like she griped about being the CEO of Stark Industries, and she griped about this, and she griped about that, and then like at the end of the movie, oh, it's all better. We're gonna kiss and make up and be done. Did you guys feel that she was annoying in this film? Like, I thought she was great in Iron Man 1. I thought she was great in Iron Man 3. I thought she was great in Infinity War and Endgame. Like, <laughs> this she, one, I just she, could not deal with her. We, I mean, there's probably an Avengers tie-in comic we haven't read where her therapist has got her on meds to just, like, to chill her out after this one. <laughs> I feel but like yes. I need to chill out after that breakdown of that. But, like, I just well, think that, like, she was annoying in this movie. Yeah. Do you guys think that... So, I think any of our significant others would be very high stressed <laughs> if we, they were in this the car one i'll give her the car one but then randomly at the party when t- tony and Rhodey are fighting she's like trying to start stuff with uh 
uh, Natasha, N- Natalie at that point, uh, and she's like, I'm on to you. It's just like, oh, what are you talking about? Is there a scene that we did not see about this? Like, what what is wrong? And like, she, she, she's allowed to be stressed, but like, she... That, the, the more stressed in this movie. She went over the top. Yeah. I, I, she went I think over that's the top, but if it's that much of a problem for her, she needs to leave that relationship but, or be like, oh, no, Tony, it's all you. But here, here's my question that kind of goes into this is, you know, while yes, it was a bit over the top, how often do we in stressful situations, so put yourself into her shoes, like when you are so overly stressed, how many times do you just let it affect the world around you? I've been I've been going through a lot of life change lately with, with moving out here, and I started thinking about that, uh, and, and, and I think it plays into this. How crazy is it that she is, I mean, she now is dealing with basically the, the fallout of, hey, he's dying, but she doesn't know. And so all of the, the stress. had the company dropped on her. Yeah, like came, everything was dropped Edward. on her, and like she's not going to say no because, one, she loves him, and two, it's a great honor, and it's it's a huge promotion. But for her, she's not ready for it. She wasn't groomed for it. It's not like Tony who, like when they talk about in the first one, like parents died, he wasn't old enough to take the company, and then he was groomed for this uh, this takeover to where he inherited the kingdom. And so when you think about this, Imagine a multi-billion dollar company putting everything on you, plus you are still kind of the secretary to, to Tony, so you're still doing everything with him. He's not really there guiding you while you're while you're walking through this new life, and he goes and pulls stupid stunts like, let me go drive a race car. Let me, let me yeah. uh, try and hire Natalie. She's hot, like... Let me go tussle with her in the ring. Hey, I'm going to throw on my Iron Man suit and I'm going to shoot uh, a watermelon in my house. And then I'm going to tussle with my best friend and let him take one of the suits. Like the world around her is changing so quick. I'm going to give this one to her. I think that, that it looks bad, but I think I'm going to give this one to her as yeah. it, it's understandable. Yeah. And like I said, I'm 50-50. There's some parts I think she overplayed it, but uh, if he was the acting. Like actually, you know, sitting here with you guys right now and breaking this down, that makes sense. Like, this is why we do this. This is why we do what we do. Yeah. Like, sitting here, like, it makes sense. But like, I maybe it was the acting. It just maybe it just felt like to me. And I've seen Iron Man several times. I've seen Iron Man two several times. But like, it's it just it seemed. If I'm being honest, I think the, the reason that... that you struggle, and I'm just gonna call this one like it is. I think it's because she's so calm and level-headed everywhere else that they never played on the stress again with her. Maybe, yeah. And 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 like yeah. like they they kind of got a little stressful with with Iron Man three, but th- it was kind of the calming down point for her. And then she died, and we'll get into that uh, into when we hit Iron Man three, and it's going to be quite a few weeks. Um, but when we get to that point, we'll talk about that. But you know, they didn't really touch on her stress. Uh, she was anxious or, or or angry, but she wasn't stressed. Uh, in the way that this is, and I think we just saw a very calm, cool, collected Pepper through the entire MCU, except for that one. And it just, and you're only three movies in, so at that point, you're definitely like, uh, what the heck? Which is which is funny that you mentioned that, Jordan. Like you talk about Tony, like just being handed the keys of the kingdom and all this money and the the, you know, his father's business and um, how it's pretty similar to Thor's story, but not like a in a an exact way like he was he was gonna he was groomed for the kingdom and then he didn't want it and then he walked away and he went he was a spoiled brat and then it's kind of incredible how they have kind of the same story 
I think a lot of the characters have, uh, like the MCU at least, has handled them very, very well. Um, because there's... Just realized that was we were talking about that, though. Like Thor, you know, he was going to be the king of Asgard, and he just wanted to hand it to him, you know. And then when it finally was, he didn't want it. Yeah. So kind I just, of the same thing happened with Tony, and he just gave it to Pepper. I think that they've been handled very well because they're they're writing them to to parallel, and that way we connect, uh, and we, we're not like super lost, like where you're going to bring in uh, Black Panther in phase one where you're like, wait, I don't understand this, where we've now started to travel the world by that point, And so now we have a better understanding and they, they brought him in. Um, but yeah, I, I think that they've got a lot of connecting themes that, that do well. So I like that point. So, uh, forever. We got that from that, from suits guys. Just say, absolutely. We, we have, some, we have some solid talks over here. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Maki made a solid point there. I think all all three of the main three guys, uh, Hulk not so much. I think he was, um, but Cap even like he he was one of the opportunity to be a soldier and like fight for his cause, and then he got that power, and then they told him no, and then he got to he just he ended up taking the bull by the horns and saving his buddy, and ended up becoming the Captain America we know today too. Of course, I got to get my point in about Cap as well. Absolutely. But, um, wouldn't, but, wouldn't uh, be a podcast if we don't talk about it with Will. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm wearing my Captain America inspired a workout sweatshirt over here. But anyway, uh, visual jokes, guys. Uh, the suits, briefcase suit uh, was pretty solid. I'm glad to see one that wasn't uh, red and gold for once, but I know that's kind of his thing. Uh, and even the briefcase suit, I think, even showed up in the 90s cartoon. So it was nice seeing it like brought to life. Kind of like the Silver Centurion he was for a little bit. I guess I could also give a uh, little asterisk next to Rhodey, since that's technically an Iron Man suit. I love that with all the guns and all that stuff. That was pretty sweet. And I don't... There's rumors. I don't know if it's going to happen. But um, in Armor Wars, there's rumors that John Bernthal is going to show up and he's going to steal a War Machine armor or someone's going to give it to him. And they're going to adapt that storyline. So here's hoping to that. Uh, The other one... Oh, for, you're saying for Punisher, John Berthall coming in as Punisher, and they're gonna oh yes, oh, that would be sweet. Besides that, the other armor is just the triangle arc reactor, which I'm like, whoop de doo. I mean, Josh Whedon's gonna get rid of it here in the next one anyway. But like, it, it, it kind of it's kind of like the extremist comic covers uh, where he had that. So I, I get the, them paying homage to all of them, but like when they put them all next to each other in the next one, and then they all start blowing up, I'm like, oh wait, which one was that one? Oh, never mind. No, 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 no. I, 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 so like. It's kind of cool, uh, kind of streamlined it and nice homage, but like I'm not like going like, ooh, Mark Six, my favorite, let's go. I think one of the coolest things, at least for what I remember when I first watched it, and every time I, I just kind of watch this movie, I feel the same way. I love the mechanical click, 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 click when he's like pushing his arms out and it just starts to form around him. It's kind of, like you said, that extremist kind of feel, um, but it's kind of a Mark One of extremist. Like, it's that, that first round trying to figure out how do I make it very easy and accessible, um, and, and just doing, uh, and we eventually get to the nanotech suit, as we call it. But that's my that's, favorite one. And yeah, and, and a lot of people love that, but I think, uh, like, comic book, the nanotech is basically like the extremist. Um, is what they call it, and where it's like in his blood, lo- or in his blood, and and all that, and it kind of like just seeps out. It's pretty cool. Um, but I just I love, I loved the armor. I thought it was really cool to see like this small little briefcase, and then just click click click, and like it immediately turns into this really cool and just really portable suit. Um, and I thought that was really cool. So we talked a little bit about Rhodey, so we're gonna hop over to that question. 
did you like uh, Rhodey suiting up as War Machine, or did you feel like it was too many heroes in this mix? Because now we've um, got Black Widow and and Rhodey and, and uh, Iron Man. Did you feel like it was just too many by the time that Rhodey came in, or do you feel like it was a good good uh, mix? It was a good mix, um, and the reason I say that is because we talk about parallels a lot within the MCU. Ragnarok. Oh, you had Valkyrie, you had Hulk, you had Thor, you had Loki, you have four characters in that, and and this one, and you call and Jordan, you inf- infamously call it a buddy movie, right? So like, I think that this was kind of their first crack at that. I'll, I'll right? give you that. And yeah, like it kind of felt like that. It kind of felt like a buddy movie. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of like he says when he walks in uh, during the. Because uh, as we all famously knew with the recasting, he come he just comes into that uh, hearing. He's like, "Oh, hey, I'm here. It's me. Deal with it." Like, I, I think that that's a good way to shut some of the annoying fanboys or like the people who were like were really rooting for Terrence Howard. I mean, Terrence Howard is a solid actor, but I've just I've heard countless stories of him being difficult to work with. And I, I mean, that's I mean, besides Empire, not that long ago, uh, I, I haven't really seen or heard much of him. I hope the rumors aren't true or maybe he's learned like oh he he sees how much he he just missed out on by burning that bridge with disney and marvel but uh don Cheadle does a solid job i mean war machine isn't like in my top 10 favorite characters but like he's pretty solid and just even seeing him there in falcon and winter soldiers being like oh hey like why'd you give up the shield and all that like it's just good to see that even I'm I'm getting off topic, but just he, he, he's even getting his own show, like because he's been so patient and been such a an instrumental character that like him and Riri Williams and others are gonna have to be cleaning up after Tony Still after the, after all this. I think what's really cool is he's such a versatile character. Like he can kind of fit in wherever. It's not like he has to be specifically um, with Iron Man. Iron Man. He doesn't have to even necessarily go solo. He, I mean, like Will just said, he showed up in Falcon and Winter Soldier, and he's been around since almost the start of the MCU, and he's still plugging away, and they're still using him. And he, and from what I've heard, he is very much a fan of, of being a part of this, and he loves uh, any way that he can be a part of it. Um, so I, I think that's awesome. So what, what are your thoughts uh, with uh, Terrence Howard versus Don Cheadle, Micah? Thank you. I like Don Cheadle better, <laughs> and I and I think a lot of people share that opinion, not because I don't like um, Terrence Howard. It's just I feel like as a person, Don Cheadle is more calm in that role. Yeah, if that makes sense. He was very mature. He looked very mature. He held himself very maturely, and he was that perfect maturity to the immaturity that was Tony Stark. I think even in those early days of the Iron Man films going into the Avengers, like he was the perfect yin to the yang. He balanced Tony. That, yeah. That he, yeah, he was the balance that Tony needed you know, when Tony was screwing around making terrible decisions. Like the fact, like even in, we haven't even talked about this yet, but you know, we'll get there eventually, but in Civil War when, you know, he gets dropped and he gets paralyzed because of his legs, right? Like because of his machine malfunctioning or the jet, I forget what it is. His, was it a suit? Vision shot the beam and it took out yeah, his Vision oh, was aiming yep, for Falcon right. and Falcon ducked and yep, they yep. got him. So anyway, like even through all that, he stuck by Tony's side and he um, was just 
like I said, that perfect balance that, that Tony needed throughout the movies, and he I, continues to be. You, you made the comment that he was more grounded and kind of like more, uh, just more down to earth. Like where, like I, I thought that there was like this Im- not immaturity, but like even in, in Iron Man one when um, Terrence Howard like the whole joke about like hey I, let's get some sake and he's like no I don't want any and it, he like, was a little trigger like, happy like if right, that makes sense like, like he was with his lines with with his his mannerisms all that I feel like he was quick to jump at things where Don yes. Cheadle came in and was like I'm here. Let's just let's just do our thing. Like when he walked, like when he walked into the the court hearing and all that, like very calm, cool, and collected. Where I feel like Terrence Howard kind of would have brought a little bit more energy, um, in a in a situation where you didn't need that energy because you already have Tony Stark going at stuff. But I think one of the flip sides was you weren't expecting him to start laughing and start kind of like like joking a little bit when you had moments where like Tony hacks the the videos and like he's showing all this and and Rhodey just kind of like side laughs and he kind of giggles a little bit with some of it um and some of the the jokes that they say later on like it just he progressively gets better but I think that yeah he's he's more mature he's he's more grounded he's he's just (laughs) I'll just say he's better (laughs) I like I like Don Cheadle way better yeah no doubt one of my favorite Don Cheadle War Machine lines is in Endgame and at the beginning of the movie, and uh, after Marvel's like, I'm going to go kill Thanos. And he was like, hey, new girl. And we're all about that superhero life, too. Yeah. And like, she just is like, there's a lot of things you don't know and blah, blah, blah. And like, he's just like, what about that superhero life, too? Like, he just has that inflection and he has that ability to just say the right thing at the right time. Yeah. For me. And yeah, I, I think... I'm... I think that's more of a fan as, of boom. You're looking for this, but sorry. <laughs> I think I think yeah, <laughs> yeah. He he does bring some of that too, but I I think it comes from the fact that he's I feel is a more seasoned actor. When you see the the backstory of what he's done in some of his his films, I think he's just better seasoned um, than Terrence Howard was for for this role. Um, and that's that's just my take. Um, any other thoughts, Will, for uh, Don Cheadle versus Terrence Howard? Which uh, one you liked more? I think we were both talking over each other there for a second, but boom, you're looking for this. Very, uh, ooh, is that Chris Evans on the TV? My bad. <laughs> um, uh, uh, but, we no, can't even do a podcast without Chris Evans. I mean, you you got the essentially the fat Midwest version of him over here, uh, but um He's pretty solid, and I, I agree with your point there, Jordan. Uh, he, he is very seasoned, and I think him going through going through his filmography till about that point, like I think he ha- has had enough time to m- mature and let his ego get in check, rather than Terrence Howard, who was still kind of like up and coming around that time. Is like, oh no, 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 I know my value. Like you pay me however much money he wanted, and it's just like, uh, nah, uh, Robert Downey deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> we're good. Yeah, we're good. Have fun. We're going to be over here making a billion dollars, breaking records. Yeah. Enjoy your life, Terrence. <laughs> oh, man. So what did you guys mm-hmm. think about, uh, because we, we we saw Rhodey in the first movie and, and the progression of his character, but they introduced Natasha Romanoff, or as we saw her in the first movie, Natalie. Um, what did you guys think about that? The first uh, full spy kind of feel into it. Um, they started to kind of work their way in it. It was a buddy cop kind of film. Um, that that idea with with Rhodey and, and Stark, but I think that bringing in 
Natasha was really, really cool too. So what, what are your guys' takes? Um, do you like that they brought her in in that movie? Do you think they should have waited for another movie? Do you think she should have had her own movie to start out with? Or wh where do you think she should have been if not in this movie? I didn't mind that they introduced her. I thought it was kind of cheesy. They introduced her at the beginning, like as kind of like a double agent, secret spy kind of thing. But like, I think it worked again for it being early phase one. Um, one of the things that I thought that was funny or um, humorous because of another movie, I ended up watching Black Widow with my dad over the weekend because he was at our house and he hadn't seen Black Widow yet. One of the lines that Yelena mentioned, she was like, you always do that when you, you, you hit somebody. You always have that pose. And in that scene at the end of the movie when she's with Happy and she's going to um, you know, look for Ivan, um, she goes in and she, she, like, she just beats all these guys down and then she does that pose. And I just laughed because I was like, she does it in every single movie. And it's because Yelena was right. But I thought was fine like from the point where tony figured out who she was when nick fury was with tony in that restaurant forward i thought it was great i thought that the beginning when she was like like a you know an intern or a secretary or an admin or whatever she was i thought that that was cheesy did you feel that way too i liked the undercover aspect but i think yeah it was a bit cheesy um because the more I think times they could I've have done, better, it, done a better job of it being undercover, but I thought that the first like 15 minutes of her role in that movie was just super like, you know who she's going to be like, it's, it well, just seemed super. So, so for me, when I first watched it, I had no idea, but now like we're what, 12, 13 years into this. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's pretty cheesy. But back, uh, when that first happened, I didn't, I didn't catch it. I didn't understand um, but I also wasn't into Marvel and, and comic books and things like that at that time, um, which I thought was still really cool that they brought her in. Because um, I like the fact that they played into she's a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent and she's undercover and she's really good at being undercover. Um, that That's kind of her M.O. And, and I liked that because for someone who had just been introduced to Marvel and had waited a couple years in between Iron Man and Incredible Hulk to, to Iron Man 2, it was it was a really good... Uh, breath of fresh air that like hey like here's a new character hey she's gonna be a part of the avengers uh and i, th I thought that was done really really well yeah, i just from the, like like i said from the point where she was in the restaurant with nick fury i think her and nick fury play off each other really well yeah. similar to um maria and nick fury play off of each other very well like some characters just work better when they have other people around them I like, agree with that. Keep, yeah. Like some of them just like, I think, you know, I don't know that black widow would have been as received well early on in the MCU by itself without that character development and out without, you know, her having other people around her, other Avengers movies to build up her credibility, et cetera. Um, and like I said before, they just, some people just don't work well with like, solo roles or solo films or, you know, they put that stuff <coughs> on the purpose. Hulk. <coughs> Oh, sorry. Didn't mean to say that. But I mean, like, they do that on... I, th I feel like they do that on purpose. Like, they put certain actors or certain characters with each other, so it's kind of like a tag team versus 
a solo act because they can help carry each other through the movie, if that makes sense. Yeah. That way it kind of helps. Everybody kind of helps carry the load. Because if you would have introduced War Machine by himself that early on, it probably wouldn't have worked. If you would have introduced Black Widow by itself, herself, that early on, it probably wouldn't have worked. I mean, they somehow have Venom working, but that's a separate thing. But, but uh, yes, I, well, I mean, disagree War- with that statement. But here we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get to Venom stuff later. Um, yeah. the road, let there but... be carnage. Get that out of here. He said it. He said the line. He said the line. Ah, ah. All right. So, uh, what are your thoughts about uh, introducing Black Widow? Will? I mean. I think they give her more time than Hawkeye in the next movie. Uh, so I think she gets more time to be developed. But even then, it's not, if I'm being honest, not a whole lot. Uh, it's just like, oh, she's pretty. Oh, she's a super spy. She's been keeping an eye on Tony for the Avengers initiative. Uh, but, like, we don't get all that depth or, like, that personality. And I kind of, I mean, do I want a Hawkeye or Black Widow show this early on? Probably. Uh, or a movie this early on in the phase one probably not it's probably not it's it would be untested and if those two failed they probably would have like i don't know if they necessarily would have but they would have been like uh maybe i cut their screen time or uh it wasn't performing like uh let's uh, i don't know about this avengers thing guys so i'm glad they like teamed her up with iron man and kind of made it made it make sense i also noticed too rewatching it today um I, i mean obviously logos change as we all know uh growing up but like the shield logo in this and in iron man one is like the old school like comic ones and the, i think the toys had like the giant eagle with caps old school shield yeah. and then and uh avengers ends up being like a really more streamlined like oh hey this is gonna be the new cool look of shield so whoever uh, designed that on the graphic design team for shield uh must have got a big old pay bump after that for, for the little time that, uh it wasn't hydra but you know <laughs> yeah so <laughs> but but Nat- natalie is okay. Uh, I, I honestly think she gets a lot more better in uh, Winter Soldier and even a, a little bit in Avengers, but uh, and, and Age Ultron a little bit too. Just those three movies, I think, do, do a lot more. Uh, and her own movie is solid, but I think even then, the supporting cast steals it from her. So, so correct me if I'm wrong, but comic book wise, wasn't she originally a villain and then turned hero? I believe so. Yes. So how cool would it have been had they done like a Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. kind of movie or Nick Fury and the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and like done a whole movie, maybe phase two, where they would have done like where she was the villain and then became a hero by the end of it. Or the Budapest movie. Oh, yeah. Or Budapest. Yeah. Budapest. And like maybe that would have been like all of that. Just trying to figure out where they're going. So, all right. So, Micah, you kept talking about uh, meeting in the diner that where the where the donuts are and all that. Um, and they inject him because he's been sick this whole movie. Um, and Will, you kind of kind of said this earlier. It kind of resembled the demon in a bottle. Um, so, what were your thoughts about Tony being sick uh, for the majority of this movie and having to find the cure and things like that? Do you think that that played well into this movie? Do you think that they could have changed it? Um, because I feel like it would have been a drastically different movie had he not been sick. Um, had he not have to find some type of cure or anything like that. Do you think that it, it kind of weighed this movie down or do you think it it was fine? Uh, we're all thinking about it, aren't we? <laughs> um, I'm, I mean, I'm watching it today. I mean, if you take that stuff out, 
it doesn't necessarily. I I I mean, minus Tony being a jerk throughout most of the movie, it doesn't change the movie a whole lot. You can maybe just have Tony be like really cocky and prideful about him privatizing world peace and all that, and still do that line, or like maybe he is partying too hard and actually adapts Demon in the Bottle before Disney gets a hold of the property officially. Uh, I mean, the element, I mean, there was, I know there was early scripts where they talking about where the element was going to be vibranium at one point, where he would make his own, uh, which would play into the nanotech and all that. But I can't say him discovering the element has been crucial for the Iron Man legacy. And in the next movie, spoilers, when he gets extremis, he like gets surgery and gets rid of the aqua reactor. It's not a necessary thing that he needs anymore. So, uh, I think that does a lot more. I think the next one does a lot more for his development rather than this one. So no, I I don't think you need that storyline, but you guys can take it from there. I don't. I, I, you tell me if you think this element was ele was elementary uh, for this. I don't know. That was dumb. That was so dumb. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Um, get excited sometimes. Um, I oh, I, I would. Well, I would agree with you that like they would have taken that out of the movie jordan i don't think it would affect have affected the movie at all like i think that they could have got away with not doing that at all or addressing it however i do think that since they did do it if i were to rewrite it and re you know film the movie like i would have went deeper into that right i would have went deeper into that storyline and leading up to iron man 3 when he finally gets that surgery and finally gets that taken care of i feel like you know, he wins in the end of the movie, right? I think that he could have, you know, that could have been his Achilles heel. Could have been, like, something that really plagued him up until the end of the movie, even though he wins, right? And then going into Iron Man 3, getting a surgery. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I think that he could have, I think that they could have played off of it more than they did. Well, and then, I, like, I think they they missed a huge opportunity, like Will was saying, with the element like it would i didn't even think about this until he said it you you don't even have like it just it died right there like oh i fixed this but then by iron man 3 like it it plays no bigger part and i'm like what if that helped like raise energy levels on the arc reactor and then like when iron man uh goes to build the the stark tower which becomes avengers tower how cool would that have been um, if they would have played into that based off of Iron Man 2 and said, hey, you know, we, we originally were going with the arc reactor we had out in California, but uh, for the sustainable, I, I created this new element, and so that's how we found out it would be better. Like, just a simple, like, nod to that line. Um, and that that was my thought right there. And do you agree with that, what I said, though? Like, if they would have played more into it? I think so. I think had they... But honestly, I think I would have just scrapped uh, the whole element thing and done uh, Demon in a Bottle. I think it because that that could have played into oh hey this is why it's it's causing this problem. They just got to do a quick fix and then feed into Iron Man three. I mean, you can go either way. So. By the way, for our listeners, um, you know this is obviously an audio thing, but I I've thoroughly enjoyed Will eating pizza this entire time. <laughs> It's making me hungry. <laughs> Sorry, I was super hungry after working out, and I don't have a whole lot of nice food to eat. So I'm like, I'm throwing, and it's game. There's a football game on, so I was like, I'm throwing a pizza in. There's my excuse. 
So no, it's great. I just they yeah. can't see us, but they can hear us. But I'm like, man, I'm just sitting here like, man, I want some pizza because we're eating pizza. One of the times I was here, I was just like, I was just munching on a burger here. I think we, we recorded on a Friday because I was like, that's how I treat myself after the gym. I'm like, oh hey, <laughs> hey, and hey, podcast listeners, you're getting a little slice of slice of our lives right now. So hey, I like to eat burgers uh, a and slice. pizza. Slice. See what he did there. Yep. A slice. Coming back uh, to pizza. Um, yeah. So one of the other really cool things about this movie that I, I wanted to touch on tonight was the Stark Expo. Did you guys like the thought behind it? Do you think that it'd be really cool if that was something that they added to Disney parks um, as an attraction area? Do you Did you like the, the mentality of just what the Stark Expo is? Because I know that we get into it again later uh, when, when we come to First Avenger, but do you think that the Stark Expo uh, could be something put into like the real world? Um, did you like the the thought behind it? What what were your thoughts with that? Well, all right, I'll take it. Um, uh, well, um, it kind of that even globe in the middle kind of reminds me of Universal Studios. <laughs> oh, I'm surprised. I like, say the same thing. Yeah. Ah, uh, sorry. Should you should have no, went no, first? No, no, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, all right, but um, I mean they're kind of using that with the Avengers campus. I mean the web industries that. Spider-Man is supposedly running. I have not been there, but like with that little Spider-Man ride where you like are shooting the webs with the little drones. Uh, so in, in a way they're doing it, I, I can definitely see it pl- being a factor in Ironheart and Armor Wars and future stuff like, but now this time uh, it would be like an eight. I think we'll get one more appearance from Robert Downey Jr. Or like it would, they would maybe spice some good footage together of him coming up there going like, oh, hey, like this is a Stark Expo. It could be like a memorial to him going like, Hey, this is the hero who saved the other half of the universe. Like let's be like him and try to save the world. Like he, he did. And, and that's how Riri Williams can could be like, Oh, oh man, I'm, this, let me show you like this really cool suit I made. Or like, that's how more people who want to take advantage are going to get their hands on the armor or the arc reactor tech. And, or kind of maybe to try to do what Justin Hammer was doing. Uh, so I'm, I'm really bringing up Armor Wars a lot, but like I was watching that today and knowing what we're getting, like I'm just going like, I, I think like what you guys were saying with some of these shows with Age of Ultron, I think Iron Man 2 is going to get a little bit more play going into Iron Heart and Armor Wars. Give it a little honest. bit more love. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, mm-hmm. Micah? I was just agreeing with you, Will. I think it, you know, it looked like the Disney Globe, and I was like, I thought of like Universal Studios and in Florida from when I was a kid watching all these TV shows like filmed right in you know Universal Studios and blah 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 blah. And I'm like, you know, it it was cool. Like I, other than that, I really didn't have a lot to say about it. I just thought that it was okay. I I personally really really liked the aspect, and I was hoping that it would potentially play a couple more times. I think it would have been really cool had they dropped a little bit of spider-man in there um and who's to say that it's not going to show up in no way home uh where all the villains converge like that would be really cool um and whatnot it's not shut your mouth let me don't let get me your dream. hopes up let me dream i feel like we've we talked in another episode will and jordan like don't get your hopes up because i feel like it's just going to be a big we're going to like this, this movie is going to be the biggest letdown in all of history happen. this is going to be the biggest letdown movie in all of history <laughs> I think I see said when we were talking about that one that my expectations are in check if that other if that cool stuff that has been speculated for a whole year or two years happens, I'm here for it. If it doesn't, I'm like, okay, they still did a lot of cool things. So 
Uh, but I, this is another thing. Um, it's not one of your questions. It's not even the most relevant thing. But like in Avengers, you know, like when they did the whole "I don't like, I don't like being handed things," it happens two or three times in this movie. Like, I'm just going. I'm like, did yeah, they, I didn't. I meant I. Uh... Yeah, I saw that the other night too. Yeah, yeah, yeah when, he, when he gets a, when he gets a subpoena, and then uh, he's going, he's meeting up with Nick Fury, and then he gets I, the strawberries for Pepper. Yes, yes, that too. Thank you. But yeah, it happens several times in this movie too. I'm like, that. So my, that's the callback that we're bringing. Besides Coulson and, and this, this is what we're bringing back into Avengers. Okay, whatever. So it's the the subtlety of those yeah i i yeah. forgot about some of that because there were back to the back to the pepper being petty in this movie when she was like you brought me the one thing on this earth that i'm allergic to in a strawberries so i i, I did remember I, I, I knew, I knew there was way. a correlation here <laughs> yeah so uh one of the other things that that the stark expo brought was justin hammer Good villain, bad villain, waste of a character. Do we think that he deserves to be brought back? Because uh, there, with we keep pointing to iron, or, uh, armor wars. Does he deserve to come back? Did we like uh, the actor? Did we think that it was done well? Do we just think that it should just stay dead in Iron Man Two? Before um, before Will jumps on this because he said right. he was a huge fan of Justin uh, Hammer. I didn't care for him. In this movie, I think he's a good actor. I just didn't think, and and the reason why is because at the end of the movie, and I like I said, I just watched this two days ago, so it's really fresh on the brain. At the end of the movie, when they go behind the stage, they find out that it's him, and Pepper finds out that it's him. It's like it wasn't me. Like he doesn't run, he doesn't put up a fight, he doesn't do anything. He just stands there and goes, eh, "It wasn't me." Like, seriously, you're going to be a villain and you're going to be a bad guy and you're just going to be like, yeah, I get it. And they just take him away in handcuffs. Like, there was no resistance whatsoever. But I think that that partially is the way that he was written. He was kind of prissy, if that, that makes sense. Like, he never really did his own dirty work. He never, like, he, everything was so hands-off. Like, it would not surprise me if going into Iron Wars, he has a paper trail that does not lead to him. And he's and that is why he gets to be in this, is he, he was never actually accused of anything because nothing led up to him and like he had so many other trails that led to like oh will actually owned that building and micah actually was the one supplying this and and i actually had nothing to do with it um and i it would not surprise me if that's how they they wrote it and that's how they'll they'll explain some of that i would love if during the blip for him they were like doing like community service or cleaning the roads but they never went to go back to go check uh like he got dusted during it, but then everyone got snapped back. Justin shows back up, and it's like that, that's how he came back, or something like that. Because he has made one other appearance. It's very low key, not in Loki, um, but um, it all hail the king, which sets up what happened to the Mandarin post Iron Man three, where uh, he gets uh, taken. But apparently, uh, Justin hammers in the same jail as the Mandarin, and. Uh, I know the Russos are claiming they put the first gay character in a movie, but uh, Justin Hammer's got a little side piece uh, fella in there. I don't, uh, we, we don't care. I don't care what what you think one way or the other with that, but uh, I, Justin Hammer is the first gay character in the MCU, uh, whether it's by prison or not. I'm just saying that that is the thing. Uh, and uh, we, I know we were just talking about Kingpin uh, in the last one that we were all together with, uh, how he could be bankrolling it, maybe. Justin Hammer also has a hand in it because I mean he has to have some 
fluidity and like some money or he's got a he, ton he, of money. Has, he has the tech is that tech good probably not but with the right people like tinkerer or someone else helping out like he can maybe he, he could be probably be the one to put he could probably push him around to get him to do what he want he wanted ivan to do in this movie that would be really and cool I, to bring like a lesser known character like tinkerer bring him back into the fold that that would be a really cool way so um so the fight scene at the end Micah, what were your thoughts on that one? It wasn't one of my favorites, but like I thought it was great when there was kind of that redemption between War Machine and Iron Man. Kind of like they, you know, they were like, oh, you know. I thought it was um, interesting that like he turned, like Rhodey didn't have control of his gear. And, you know, he was trying to like kind of direct Tony on where to go and what to do, and they worked together. And then they were like, "Oh, we should probably make up and you know fight for the greater good." Um, the other thing that I thought was really cool was the laser that he took out of all of the. Oh, the one shot them. where he's got him in, in yeah. the red lasers, where he just spins real quick. Then he was like, "It's one and done. That's that's it." I loved when he said that to Rhodey. He's like, "It's just one and done." Well, I love so. the the callback to that because uh, in Avengers, when he's going after the the Leviathan, uh, he's he's trying to shoot it and it pops out. It's like a little canister, and so that's all he has. And then he can go and put new ones in um, because I think he, they other, learned from that. The other thing I liked was the um, did they call it the ex wife? Oh, the, the little... yeah, the ex wife. And when War Machine tries to shoot it at um... at Ivan. At Ivan, thank you, and he just it just went plink, and it just it just falls right off of him. I thought that that was great. I think Mickey Rourke's reaction to that, where he just kind of like brushes it off with his face, that was so funny. What about you, Will? What was your thoughts about uh, the end fight scene? It's pretty solid. I, I, I rewatching it today, I was taken aback because. That was like the first big Comic Con post Iron Man where we saw anything, and then when that trailer did get uh, officially released, part of that final fight where like they're both back to back shooting the guns, uh, taking down all those hammer drones. Uh, I mean, granted, it doesn't take them that long to do it, but like, and there's there's a lot more to that fight. But I'm just like, oh, I wish they didn't like show all their money shots in the trailer. But it's pretty solid, and I mean, Vanko just randomly has like the self-destruct sequence ready to go uh, for all that it's a pretty good fight and just even seeing like how they contrast in battle like tony just goes for it even though like he's not like the greatest strategist and he's like we need to get the high ground over here i've watched star wars enough times i know okay yeah <laughs> that yeah i i i liked that i liked some of the hey this is the kill box but i think i liked even more so the leading up point uh, because when you when you're going through and you they're all at the uh the expo showing off all the drones and then they shoot off and they're they're flying and one of my favorite lines and I still love it to this day drop your socks and grab your Crocs this ride's about to get wet um I I love that point I love when they go and do all that um so that's that's kind of one of my favorites so the last question I've got tonight is during the fight scene. There was this little kid uh, with an Iron Man helmet. He, he showed up throughout the movie, um, anytime they're at the, the expo. Um, and did you ever feel like it, the fan theory uh, with Peter Parker 
uh, being that kid, did you ever feel like that was true? Because um, it eventually was was said, hey, like this is uh, we're we're gonna make that uh, canon. Um, that theory is canon. But did you did you ever hope or or pray uh, or think that hey, this could be Peter Parker, Micah? Um, in my notes, I wrote that like heard the the theory, um, could be Peter wise but to me I it didn't matter to me whether it was or wasn't if it was an Easter egg if it wasn't I didn't I didn't I didn't really care like I didn't really geek out for it like some people did um, but with that said it makes sense like in you know you use the word in canon you know we use the term canon a lot but um it would work out to be him and it would make sense with him later and you know homecoming being a mentor to to peter and you know moving forward i i didn't put much stock in it because like again with it being phase one with it being a phase one movie like there's no way that we would have known that moving forward 10 years later yeah that was going to be a movie like it it's a great fan theory and it's a great little easter egg but other than that i was just like it's a kid. He's a fan of Iron Man. Yeah. Talk about that, the Spider-Man fan theory. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I walked away. Podcast listeners. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Will? It's cute. Um, I wish, not that we need, I'm glad like they've confirmed it for us, the fans, but I wish when they did meet, uh, Peter would have been like, oh, hey, we actually met once before. Like, I, I thought I, I was you and I was trying to take down a... a, a uh, drone and the reason I want to be like he was because my uncle Ben took me to the Stark Expo when I was young. So something of to that effect, and just even bringing that Uncle Ben reference because MC all MCU fans I know we've saw the death a million times and they've said great power, great responsibility, different ways and different iterations. But I, besides a suitcase, I need to know that Uncle Ben exists. In fact, I hope that that's the thing I'm hoping for in this that there's an Uncle Ben reference or that Toby resembles. Tom Holland's Uncle Ben. That's a fan theory that's going around. Uh, it just, it'd be, it'd be so sweet. So, so choice. It'd be so fun. My but favorite I, meme I saw recently was, uh, it was like, that's Aunt May. And he's going to like, kiss her or something like that. And he's like, it's not my Aunt May. Oh, Jesus. All oh, I can Lord. think about when you said that was the Doctor Strange Spider-Man scene in Infinity War. Oh, we're using our made-up names now. <laughs> uh, well, have you seen the new picture that got released, I think, today or yesterday, of, like, Peter landing on a car and Doctor Strange looks, like, really tired and annoyed. <laughs> People are making memes of that. I haven't like, seen that one yet. Yeah. But, yeah, so so I, for me personally, I, I loved the theory. Uh, I was always wanting to put stock in it, but I, I never did. And then I heard that the the director um john watts uh from homecoming said hey this we're, we're making this uh canon i'm like if you're gonna make this canon why didn't you put this in your movie <laughs> like that would have been a really cool nod been like hey do you remember stark expo back in 2010 like yeah i was there or just even even something smaller put like a picture of him of that kid uh or like have it may have like that picture framed or whatever or Something have the cute, helmet like in his room 
Like that would just a small little nod. That would have been really cool too. So yeah, but that's that's just kind of my thoughts. And and so uh, guys, thank you so much. Time is has run out. Um, I've had a lot of fun. I didn't know that we were gonna blow through this as quick as we did. Um, but this is this is fantastic. Thank you guys for for joining me on Iron Man Two. Um, for our listeners, make sure you check us out, uh, share and like, and and just keep up with us as we keep pushing out more content. We love you guys, and we will catch you guys here next week on Nerd Talk. <laughs>